The accounting firm of Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba presents a 25th Silver Anniversary College Football Hall of Fame season of Fighting Irish Preview. And now, here's your host, Phil Houck. Ladies and gentlemen, you know him and you love him. And making his first appearance of the season, just back from his tour of the capitals of Micronesia and the polar regions, the Fighting Irish poet, Sir Philip Houck. Well, thank you. Oh, thank you so very much. Thank you. It's great to be back. <sighs> I call this a September to remember. 4-0 and to end September, a Fighting Irish month to remember. New players everywhere and fans back in the stadium air. Week one at Florida State, heart-stopping overtime was our fate. But Dorr was true. His 41-yarder went through. In week two came Toledo. Upset intent was their credo. But Cone to Mayer was a dagger. Wrecked the Rockets' fourth quarter swagger. Week three, the Boilers came calling. Karloftis and Bell in for a mauling. But Irish big plays became cheap. Kyron with 39 and Avery Davis went deep. Next, Kelly going for 106 in Old Chi-Town. The Badgers for 45 minutes would not back down. And then Tyree broke their back, and Freeman's defense finished the attack. Now, since he looms as September fades out, rank number seven, Irish football, it has clout. Though the games have been heated, this year's team is still undefeated. Brilliant! Brilliant! Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. I love you all. Thank you. Go Irish. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. You are all so kind. Thank you. Now, stay tuned for Fighting Irish Insight from America's foremost authority on Notre Dame football, Tim Priester, senior editor of irishillustrated.com. After these words from Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba, Sheer McCulloch Auctioneers, and Flight by Yingling. Raise the bar with only 2.6 grams of carbs and 95 calories. This is Fighting Irish Preview. The University of Notre Dame exemplifies dedication to hard work, integrity, and personal values, which result in success in the classroom and on the football field. The professionals at Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba, like Notre Dame, know the same dedication, and their experience and expertise provide peace of mind for you and your business. Tax planning, tax compliance, auditing, business valuation, and estate planning, the full-service accounting firm of Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba, like the Irish, has what it takes to help you achieve success. Located in Fort Wayne near Jefferson Point, Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba proudly supports Notre Dame football and congratulates all those who are a part of the greatest tradition in all of sports. Go Irish! This is Art Salzburg. I don't speak for a lot of companies, but Sheer McCulloch is a firm that provides a great and much-needed service. As Sharon and I get older, we've been thinking of moving, but frankly, the thought is somewhat overwhelming. That's where Shearer McCulloch comes in with a full-service plan that takes the pressure off. Listen to this. Shearer McCulloch will sell your house, auction the items you don't want to take, then pack everything else and move you. In sports terms, that's a blowout win. 
Sheer McCulloch uses an international auction platform to make sure your possessions are seen by the right buyers. They'll get top dollar for your special treasures. Sheer McCulloch is highly recommended by leading retirement communities and law firms, plus their AAA with the Better Business Bureau. Call them at 441-8636. That's 441-8636. They'll make your moving experience easy and profitable. Shearer McCulloch. Introducing Flight by Yingling, the next generation of light beer. For those who don't follow trends, but craft them. Flight by Yingling is 12 ounces of uncompromised refreshment from America's oldest brewery. With only 2.6 grams of carbs and 95 calories, this is premium refreshment, six generations in the making. Don't just raise a glass, raise the bar. Flight by Yingling. Now available wherever beer is sold. DG Yingling and Sun Incorporated. Pottsville, Pennsylvania. Please enjoy responsibly. Hi, this is Brett Rump. Congratulations, Phil and Tim. 25 great years of Fighting Irish Preview. Now back to Fighting Irish Preview with your host, Phil Halk. You know, Tim Priester, I once heard the great Tommy Pagna say on a radio broadcast during a game where everything was going wrong for the Irish that when the locusts come, they eat everything. Well, in the fourth quarter last week, that has got to be how Wisconsin felt because the locusts came and the Irish put up 31 points. You know, it's unexpected, and and it does take some circumstances to occur for that. I thought that in the first three quarters, actually, there were signs that something like that, maybe not to that extent, could be brewing. Uh, in hindsight, did you see signs of things to come? Uh, no, I didn't. I thought, I mean, I thought Notre Dame was playing pretty good football and was the better football team. And then Graham Mertz uh, became Notre Dame's favorite opposing quarterback and and handed them the fourth quarter. But, you know, I, I, I mean, certainly defensively, Notre Dame was very good. I thought as much as uh, the running game has struggled, uh, they started to do some things in the second half that loosened things up a little bit. And then, of course, Drew Pine comes in and and adds uh, adds another touchdown to the one that was led by by Jack Cohn. I you know I thought Jack Cohn really did a nice job in the first half of setting the tone to take a 10-3 lead. Then of course he had the injury, but some good things. I, you know I mean the defense is trending up. The running game is ever so slightly uh, trending up as well. And now you have uh, three quarterbacks that we we could see any one of them, any two or three of them this weekend. Yeah, really interesting uh, dynamic there, and we'll we'll get more into that. Uh, my thoughts through the first three quarters: I, the offense was a bit erratic, uh, but holding their own. Of course, giving up the sacks, I guess that wasn't unexpected, but it was it was coming in a waves. But the defense had played really really well, and I thought that pressure eventually was going to pop something, and it sure did, uh, big time. Now, Tim, while that avalanche of points was engulfing Wisconsin, including keyed by the two pick sixes, it occurred to me that Brian Kelly is now getting exactly what he was looking for when he hired Marcus Freeman. Do you agree? Yeah, it took a little while, Phil, to you know, for the, the players to adapt to the style because – you know, on one hand, it's attack. On the other hand, don't give up a big play. Well, those are kind of diametrically opposed, and it takes a while to learn how to do that. And I think they have. They, they moved in the right direction. Now, keep in mind, Wisconsin's not a very good offensive football team, and the one that's coming to town you know, that will be in Notre Dame Stadium this weekend um, is a very good offensive team. So uh, let, let's see how it progresses. But it's certainly going in the right direction, putting a ton of pressure on the quarterback, creating turnovers, 
Uh, and then it also helps to have Chris Tyree in the, in the kick return game too, uh, to, to get that 31.4 quarter, but they're going in the right direction. Uh, this will be a really, really good test to see just how far the defense has come along this weekend. Yeah, well, let's talk a little bit more about that defensive transformation. Post-game, uh, we had Cam Hart. First time I'd seen him in the flesh, and I I really am impressed. Uh, you, you, you've always talked about his length, and that's apparent when you see him. But I asked him a question. I said, what's different from last year that's leading to all these interceptions? The Irish this year already have nine through four games. Last year, they only had a total of seven. And his answer to me was you know, pretty simple. He said, uh, it's been a continuous emphasis by the coaching staff on playing free and with intensity. I, I suspect it's not quite that simple, but is it really that simple, Tim? You know, I would add intelligence and, and Cam Hart's intelligence and knowledge of, of what Wisconsin wanted to do in the passing game came through. Now, he committed a, a, a pass interference and then learned from it, picked off two passes where he jumped slant routes. That That's a sign of a guy that's that understands tendencies. And as you mentioned, the length and the athletic ability, he is really trending up right now. They have flip-flopped him and, and Clarence Lewis, Clarence Lewis to the boundary side and Cam Hart to the field side. And and so, um, you know, you, you like to use that strength in the more wide open spaces that he's covering and um, really doing a great job and facing a very good receiving core, a, a throwing and pass catching receiving core this weekend. So he'll be uh, he'll be up against it uh, against Cincinnati. Yeah, I like the combination that we have now. That was a question mark coming into the season. We knew that Clarence Lewis had you know was a proven cornerback coming back from last year. We didn't know who was going to man that other corner and Cam Hart playing very well. Tim, two other defenders. I, I'd love to hear your comments on. They're having an impact and a, and a big impact by one of these guys, Jason Adamiola. He came before the media this week, and you had some good things to write that you wrote about him. But also comment on him, but also comment on Jordan Botello, who I think can be a difference maker in this defense. And he got his first extended action last week and did make a difference. Yeah, he really did. And and I think he's going to be key this weekend. Botello is just kind of a wild card. He, he's listed as a Viper end, but Marcus Freeman employs what he calls a sniper. And that's a guy that just kind of moves around a little bit, and takes care of business wherever uh, business needs to be taken care of. And I thought he had a really strong impact in his first game, and that will continue to expand as he moves on. As he moves on, Jason Adamiola is just such a really good football player. Here's a guy that started six games in his career, and I'm not always a big believer in tackle totals uh, telling the tale for a defensive player. But when you've only started six games of defensive tackle, and you have 74 career tackles, uh, you're doing a lot of good things. He is His motor's nonstop. I compare that motor to a Chris Zorich. I'm not saying he's that, as good as Chris Zorich, but that kind of motor where it's nonstop. I had the privilege of pretty much watching Chris Zorich in practice every day during his career at Notre Dame, and Adamiola has that, that kind of uh, motor. I also want to mention Riley Mills and Howard Cross that filled in uh, in the interior defensive line for an injured, injured Kurt Heinish. Really, really quality play by Nordheim's interior defensive line against Wisconsin. Yeah, absolutely. A good play out of those guys. Uh, we did, the Irish didn't seem to miss a real beat by missing Heinish. Uh, Adam Iola's twin brother, uh, Justin, defensive end, also playing well. Uh, okay, midway through the third quarter, Jack Cohn goes down, sprained ankle, in comes Drew Pine. 
and he provides a spark. Tim, Notre Dame now has three quarterbacks that are proven. How does Brian Kelly manage that? Is it realistic to think that three quarterbacks could be rotated depending on the situation? And does Drew Pine remind you a little bit of Ian Book? <laughs> I Drew Pine's not as good of a runner as Ian Book, but I but uh, yeah, I do think that there's a there's a comparison there. I like the way Drew Pine um, you know throws the football. Three quarterbacks. That's not the plan in one game. Two quarterbacks is if Cohen is healthy, then he pairs up with Buckner. If he's not healthy, then Pine pairs up with Buckner. I think we can on occasion possibly see three in one game. That's not the plan. The plan is for two. But Pine just, he gave him a spark. And I think he inspires confidence both in his teammates and for those of us watching. He's, we know we've heard a lot of great things about his leadership amongst the team, and they were thrilled for him with his performance. But uh, I think Nordin can win with Jack Cohn at quarterback. I think they can win with Drew Pine at quarterback. And I think they can win with Tyler Buckner pitching in off the bench. Yeah, it's it's not a bad position to be in, but from a coaching standpoint, pulling the right trigger uh, with three quarterbacks that that can play is can get tricky. Offensive line, the woes continued. Six sacks given up, and the ground game netted three yards. Uh Tim, how did we get here? What's the best hope for improvement? Uh, Brian Kelly this week kind of spread the responsibility and said it's not just the offensive line. Well, the improvement has to be incremental, and it looks like it's going to be small increments at a time. And it it, it isn't all their fault, at least as far as the the sacks are concerned. Certainly Jack Cohn needs to have a better pocket presence than he's shown. He's limited in mobility, which we knew when he was coming in from, uh, from Wisconsin. Um, you know, it's just, it's going to be slow progress for the offensive line. I, I do think that they're, I think they can run the football a little bit and it's all relative. Um, but I think they can run the ball a little bit this weekend against a, a three man front. I've seen some other teams do it against Cincinnati and I think Nordin can as well, but it's going to be a slow process. And if you can just, you know, start reducing some of those sacks they've given up. I mean, Cone himself has been sacked 19 times and they've given up 20 as a team. They'd just like to see a little bit of progress on in the ground game. I think Josh Lug has blocked better um, in the ground game, if not necessarily as a pass blocker. Jared Patterson's been solid. It's just going to have to be incremental and it's going to be small steps at a time. Well, the number of sacks compared to last year, including the inability to run the football, is just stark uh, between the two teams. They're Two completely different offenses, but Notre Dame's 4-0 and uh, a little bit of improvement here and there, and this team can be really good. Now, Tim, we don't normally have a lot of time to talk about special teams, but they came up really big last Saturday, I thought. So let's run down the list, and I'm going to give you four different categories, and I'd like to hear your quick hit comments on these four different areas. First, talk about Jay Bramlett and the punting game. Just so consistent, great hang time. 20th, Notre Dame was 20th in the country last year in net punting. Uh, hit a boomer, got a nice 20, 20 yard bounce. Uh, but Bramblett is good and consistent and a guy that's, uh, um, there's a reason why he's been starting since his first game of his freshman year. Yeah, he is consistent and he's gotten a little bit better, I think, each year. Uh, category number two, the punt return game. And that game is looking up a bit. Much better. I think Kyron Williams is getting a feel for the position, when to return it, when to fair catch it. 
thought maybe uh, the Wisconsin punter outkicked his coverage a few times, but uh, Kyron Williams took advantage. He also took advantage against Purdue. It's going to be a little bit more difficult against Cincinnati because they have a punter that's got really great hang time as well. But uh, doing a nice job, giving them a – if you can eliminate a first down or two needed over the course of a game, that's pretty good progress. No doubt. Uh, just catching the football is 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 90% of that, but, boy, getting a few yards is also nice. Okay, Category 3, place kicking, field goals, extra points, kickoffs. Jonathan Doerr, concerns last year, pretty good. He seems to be a little better on longer kicks, if that makes any sense. What are your thoughts? Yeah, he's six for nine. He bounced back from a miss with a 51-yarder. He seems to – he's in a better spot in terms of recovering from uh, inconsistency this year. As I said, six of nine. I think that he's a guy that going into – again, I keep going to this weekend, but they're facing a very inconsistent kicker. I'm more than happy to see John Doerr lining up for Nordane this weekend against the Bearcats. Yeah, he's he's overall been pretty good. Uh, and the last category would be kick return. And Chris Tyree really turned around the football game last week, no doubt about that. So that's looking up. Any comments there? He's a great player. I mean, he's the fastest player on the team. And I, you'd like to see him attempt a few more. Sometimes they settle for for the touchback or for bringing it out of the fair catch and bringing it out to the 25. He's pretty dynamic. Maybe that loosens things up a little bit for Nordheim's kick return team. Yeah, three returns, 132 yards. That's a lot, of course. 96 of they at came on one play. Uh, last question of the segment, Tim. Brian Kelly wins number 106, awarded a special game ball and a Gatorade bath after the game. You wrote this week in a tribute to Kelly that winning national titles at Notre Dame is much harder than it used to be. Why is that? Has the competition got tougher? The talent is just spread out, Phil. I mean, you can go anywhere in the country and be featured individually. And so individuals choose to do that. It's just the talent is spread out more. Nordheim had a corner on the market of talent back in the day. It's not that way anymore. Certainly the SEC gets a ton of it. It's just more difficult, uh, but they're knocking on the door. They're trying. They're knocking on the door. Yeah, and Brian Kelly impresses me as a guy who will leave no stone unturned in his quest to get that national title. Thanks, Tim. Coming up, it's the all-time Irish hero, key to an Irish victory, injury report, and the world-famous Irish Illustrated prediction. And during the break, it's the Fighting Irish Fact of the Week, brought to you by Ron Wise and the Wise Insurance Agency. This is the 359th edition of... Fighting Irish Preview. Introducing Flight by Yingling, the next generation of light beer. For those who don't follow trends, but craft them. Flight by Yingling is 12 ounces of uncompromised refreshment from America's oldest brewery. With only 2.6 grams of carbs and 95 calories, this is premium refreshment, six generations in the making. Don't just raise a glass, raise the bar. Flight by Yingling. Now available wherever beer is sold. DJ Yingling and Sun Incorporated. Pottsville, Pennsylvania. Please enjoy responsibly. The Fighting Irish Fact of the Week is brought to you by our friends at the Wise Insurance Agency. Notre Dame and Cincinnati have met just one other time in history. Back in 1900, the Irish defeated the Bearcats 58-0. Call Ron Wise at the Wise Insurance Agency or go to thewiseinsuranceagency.com and get an auto or home quote in less than five minutes. Now back to Fighting Irish Preview with your host, Phil Houck. 
This is Fighting Irish Preview. The number seven ranked Cincinnati Bearcats come to town to take on the number nine Irish this week. TV coverage on NBC starts at 2.30 p.m. South Bend time. And it's now time for the all-time Irish hero brought to you by the Marina at Lake Gage. Chris Craft, Mastercraft, and Premier Pontoons. We share your boating passion. And this year, in honor of 25 years on the air, we are focusing on the great running backs of the Fighting Irish preview years, the last quarter century. And so far this season, we've honored Autry Denson, Julius Jones, and Ryan Grant. This week, Darius Walker. Walker was a high school phenom from the Atlanta area. In high school, he rushed for 5,676 yards and 91 touchdowns, led his team to a four-year record of 58-2, four state title game appearances, and three state championships. After his senior season, he was selected as the Georgia Gatorade Player of the Year. Walker was recruited by Tyrone Willingham and had an immediate impact on the 2004 Irish. His first game action came in the second game of the season against Michigan, and he led the Irish to an upset win over the Wolverines with 115 yards rushing and two touchdowns. In all, as a freshman, Walker ran for seven TDs and led the Irish in rushing with 786 yards, which set the all-time freshman school record. Charlie Weiss was hired in 2005, and Walker rounded out his game by also becoming an excellent pass receiver. That led to monster years for him in his next two seasons. 1,196 yards rushing and 351 yards receiving and 11 TDs in 2005. And then in 2006, 1,267 yards rushing, 391 through the air and eight more TDs. Walker made the decision to go pro after his junior year, but left Notre Dame having accomplished the rare feat of leading the school in rushing three straight years. Tim Walker was an exciting-to-watch workhorse, especially for those two years under Charlie Wise. Tough kid, a, a, you know, a warrior, a good teammate, really engaging personality. Reminded me a lot of uh, Alan Pinkett in, in that regard. But, yeah, I mean, a guy that uh, that you could count on to get the tough yards to to – I mean, he was a workhorse for Notre Dame for two different coaches. A lot of respect for Darius Walker, the person and the football player. After a short pro career in 2009, and this goes into what you just said about respecting him, Walker returned to South Bend, completed his coursework, and received his Notre Dame degree. Darius Walker, another Marina at Lake Gage, all-time Irish hero. The Marina at Lake Gage, we love boats. And it's now time for the Aspen Mortgage key to an Irish victory. Number 7 Cincinnati is 3-0, idle last week. In their last game, they defeated Power 5 IU 38-24. They also own dominant wins over Miami of Ohio and Murray State. Luke Fickle is in his fifth season leading the Bearcats, and he has had the program on a roll. 11-2 in 2018, 11-3 in 2019, and 9-1 last season. Desmond Renner is a 6'4", fifth-year senior quarterback now in his fourth season as a starter. A 66% passer with 19 TD passes a year ago, he has continued that pace this year and also makes plays with his legs, lots of them. In his career, he has rushed for 1,886 yards and 24 touchdowns. Ritter is experienced and dangerous, sometimes to a fault, as he will make mistakes. 
His receiving core is deep and experienced. Tyler Scott, Alec Pierce, and former Notre Dame player Michael Young are the starters. The 6'3", 213-pound Pierce was compared to Ben Skoranek this week by Brian Kelly. Junior Jerome Ford is an Alabama transfer who will get most of the carries. Through three games, he has tallied 300 yards and three TDs. Ford has breakaway speed. He posted a 79-yard TD run last year against Georgia and a 50-yarder this year against Miami of Ohio. Cincinnati is averaging 43 points per game and are very balanced. Nine rushing TDs, eight passing. Defensively, Cincinnati is now coordinated by Mike Tressel, but they still have the look that made Marcus Freeman such a hot property after last season. They're holding their opponents to a best-in-the-nation 44.3% pass completion rate and boast outstanding quarterbacks. Junior corner Ahmad Sauce Gardner is considered one of the best in the nation. Senior Kobe Bryant led the team in interceptions last year, and nickel Anquan Bush leads the team with two interceptions this season. Linebacker Darren Beavers and defensive end Maihai Sanders are said to have NFL talent and will have to be accounted for on every play. The Bearcats will run a lot of 3-3-5 schemes, and their safety play looks to be a weakness. This is an area the Irish may look to exploit. Tim Priester, Luke Fickle, says this is the biggest regular season game he has ever coached in. What is the Aspen Mortgage key to an Irish victory? Nerdim needs to run it a little bit. I don't want to put a number on that, Phil. I just think that when when the situation arises and you need to get the yards to keep the chains moving, that's a starting point. I think Notre Dame can do that. I think there are three areas where uh, there's some weakness for, for Cincinnati. There is not, they're not as good of a team as they were last year. You can say the same same thing about Notre Dame. But I like the matchup against their linebackers and safeties, and it could be a big day for Isaiah Foskey as well, coming off the edge because they are struggling at left tackle. The key to an Irish victory, run the football just a little bit. And after last week's performance, just a little bit, uh, it's all relative. So Kyron Williams, Chris Tyree, get on track. And Tim Priester, who is this week's Aspen Mortgage key player for the Irish? I know it's so easy for us, Phil, to go back to to Michael Mayer, uh, but I, you know, I just love the matchup. They, they don't have a linebacker. I do like Darian Beavers, that linebacker for Cincinnati. But I don't think that they're going to match up very well against Michael Mayer. I also think Avery Davis, those two guys, can have a big day for Notre Dame while Kevin Austin and Braden Lindsay get a lot of press coverage from the Cincy Corners. Okay, Michael Mayer is your Aspen Mortgage key Irish player this week. Aspen Mortgage, for all your mortgage needs, call 486-LOAN. And it's now time for the Injury Report, brought to you by Indiana Physical Therapy. Your choice for physical therapy now with 21 Indiana locations. Tim, where do the Irish stand health-wise this week? Quarterback and maybe some offensive line help coming back? Yeah, I, you know, we're going to see about Jack Cohn. Brian Kelly can say what he wants during the week, but it still comes down to whether he's ready to answer the bell on Saturday. So we'll find out. Tyler Butker should be ready to go. The hamstring has kept him out for a couple of games, uh, or at least for a game and a half. And then Michael Carmody, I expect him back in the starting lineup at left tackle. Kurt Heinisch, not a concussion, which is good news because he had concussion issues early in the year. Kind of a, I, I'm, I'm presuming a neck injury. He will sit out this week, but I expect to see him back in action at Virginia Tech. Okay, thanks, Tim. And that is the Indiana Physical Therapy Injury Report. And it's now time for the world-famous Irish Illustrated Prediction brought to you by PolyPro. 
beautiful lifetime warranty garage floors in one day. Check them out at polyprofloors.com. My wife and I love our polypro floor. That's polyprofloors.com. Tim Priester, Vegas says Cincinnati by two points. And, and that surprised me. I thought it going into the weekend, ready to check out that line. I thought it'd be the other way around since Notre Dame was at home. What does America's foremost authority say? I think that line fill indicates just how we all project this offensive line and can they hold up against a good but not a great Cincinnati defense. I think you need to force Desmond Ritter into some mistakes. I see him as a guy that could throw three touchdown passes in this game, but cough it up a couple times. He can be sacked. As I mentioned earlier, Nordy needs to run it a little bit. Um, and, and get off that press coverage. But I think when all is said and done, the Nordic crowd's going to come through. This is the biggest game in Cincinnati history. I think they're going into a, a place where the crowd can impact the outcome of the game. I've got Notre Dame 24, Cincinnati 20. 24 to 20. You're going to love my prediction. Uh, Tim, the Irish need to find a way to establish a running game. We've talked about that. I agree completely because it's going to be difficult for the Irish to capitalize downfield no matter who plays quarterback. On the other hand, uh, or I should say on the other side of the ball, the disruptive group the Irish have developed into, to me, makes for an intriguing matchup with the dangerous Ritter. So I think Kyron Williams makes some noise this week, and I think the intangibles favor the Irish because that defense seems wired to thrive off home crowd momentum, maybe create another turnover or two. I've got the exact identical pick to you, Tim, and I'm not going to change it. Notre Dame 24, Cincinnati 20. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Phil. Go Irish, and thanks for listening to Fighting Irish Preview. Special thanks to Jim Shovel and Brett Rump, Art Salzberg, and studio producer Adam Schenkel. Fighting Irish Preview is the copyrighted property of Judge Phil Productions.